This is FaithCast, weekly messages from Victory Faith in Spokane, Washington. To stay connected with Victory Faith, visit victoryfaith.org where you can submit prayer requests and praise reports, sign up to receive weekly email updates, give online, and much, much more. Consider joining us for our live stream online Sundays at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. at victoryfaith.org live. Now, on to the message. Good morning. Hey, I have the incredible privilege of introducing our guest speaker today. Um, his name is Andrew Denton. But before I do that, I just want to give you a, just a quick story, about five minutes of your time, and tell you how, how we journeyed through a life of becoming kingdom builders. But it's going to start this way. Lindsay and I have been married about 17 years. And after about three or four years, we faced this time of incredible incredibly difficult financial hardship. I mean, unprecedented. And we're not talking about like little money problems. We're talking about like everything's going wrong. The, the, the business is out of business. The bank account is empty. The food on the shelf can fit in one shelf in the refrigerator. The kids are hungry. This is real. The, the, the utility bill is probably going to go unpaid. Rent's already gone unpaid. And the bank is calling to threaten us to repossess the car that we, well, they, actually own, right? Add to that, we had just gone through a, a relational, I'd call it kind of a trauma, but a difficult relationship kind of split. And we were standing there in the middle of all this, feeling alone, hurt, frustrated, angry. If you can think of the feeling, we had it. It felt like the whole world was coming down on top of us. I mean, we were, we were hanging by a thread. I remember one day out of desperation, we, uh, I'm in, the, I'm in the, the living room and Lindsay's in the kitchen and I remember just praying, Lord, something has to give here. Something, something has to change and we need some kind of answer. We need something. And so I did one of those things. You guys know when you're like, Lord, I'm just gonna open the Bible and I'm gonna, and I'm gonna like do like, we're gonna go somewhere in the world. You flip the globe around like, boom. I didn't know if it was gonna work, but I remember saying to Lindsay, hey, Lindsay, give me a book of the Bible. And she said, Colossians, didn't miss a beat. And I said, Give me a chapter. And she said, three. I kind of think she got lucky. There's only four in the book. Okay? She said, three. Can you imagine if she said, like, 14? I'm like, oh, the Lord's not speaking. But she said, three. Thank God. But I open it up. I open up Colossians chapter three, verse one, and this is what it says. It says, since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sight on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Set your sights, your eyes on the realities of heaven. I could instantly hear the Lord saying, not on the realities that you're facing, not on the things you're looking at, not on the bills, not on the relationships, on the realities of heaven. It is totally and completely different. And what were some of those realities of heaven? Well, how about this one? I will never leave you or forsake you, right? How about this other one? I love this one. If you seek first the kingdom of God and its righteousness, everything else will be added to you. These are the realities of heaven that we were facing at the time. Sorry about that. It, was, uh, it happened just like this. A few minutes later, I think, uh, inspired by the Holy Spirit, there was this little card thing of paper. Like, it was just one of those weird things you get like a yard sale. It's like 50 cents. Like, oh, it's a stack of paper. Who doesn't need one more? And so I had a little red leather box and the little three inch by three inch papers. And so we, we, I grabbed those in a pen and I began to write down, we began to write down things like uh, Avista, $169.73. 
car payment and whatever it was, rent and all those kind of things, food. And then it transitioned into other things like worry and frustration and anger. And we take all these little pieces of papers like this, paper, not paper, whatever. But you write all this stuff down and you have all the worries and we put them all on the ground. And with our kids around us, the kids we had, we begin praying for these things on the ground, like this physical act of surrender to the Lord. Like, Lord, we, had, we can do nothing if you don't show up. And we're, we're physically, we're really, we're praying for them. Now, here's the crazy thing. In the natural world, if you have problems, bills, frustrations, and you just get out paper and you're just like, hey, I'll just write them down right here. And you put them down over here and you lay them on the ground, nothing happens. It's not a solution. But when little pieces of paper and faith and the realities of heaven intersect, everything's different because the natural laws no longer apply. Like that was real. And so we begin to pray for these things and we've got them out there. And I'm not joking. Two days later, the Avista bill is miraculously paid. Real thing. Now, just remember, we have told no one. Most people, if they know us, know we're pretty private about things like that. We didn't say anything. But, but we, we, we were praying for them. And a couple of days later, the rent is not paid for one month, but two months. And we didn't pay it. True story, we called and said, we're gonna move. We don't have the money. They said, your rent's been paid. And then we move on a little more and it's, it's, it's I'm not sure, this is crazy stuff. So all this stuff begins to happen, one thing after another. And then a month goes by and the anger is gone. The frustration is gone. All the things are gone. Isn't that awesome? So what's crazy is I still didn't have a job. The circumstances in the world hadn't changed, but I think I realized that the realities of heaven didn't know that that was a limitation, so the money came anyway, right? And that's how we lived. And we learned a lesson at that time that we still carry today. We wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. If I can go back and change that experience, we would do nothing different. And that is that we learned that God is not limited by the realities of our finances, right? Plain and simple. Turn my paper over. Bear with me. It takes a second. You gotta fold it and everything. With all that said, uh, our guest speaker today I already said is Andrew Denton, and there's a connection to this. I'll make it now. Now, unfortunately, due to COVID uh, and the restrictions for travel, Andrew couldn't be here today. But he was scheduled for a year ago to be here today. But he was generous enough to provide a video for us that we're going to look at. Andrew is an elder at Hillsong Church in Sydney, Australia. He's also a very successful businessman. He's also a person who has a profound grasp on that revelation that, that heaven and God is not limited by the realities of our finances. Okay? Um, some of you might remember, who remembers him being here last time? A big bearded Australian guy with a cool voice. Like, hey, mate, that guy. You'll hear him in a second. That's a terrible impression. <laughs> but he was here and Lindsay and I had this opportunity to sit down with him and his friend Sam who's now become a dear friend and, and he, he gave us this picture that there was this opportunity if you can, if you can believe that God is the God beyond the, the reality and beyond the circumstances you're in that God wants to partner with people on the earth to do profound things in the kingdom of God, despite the way that they view their life. He says this really well. He says, look, you don't have to be rich to be generous. 
You simply have to be available to be a conduit to God to say, I want to be used by you to provide provision and blessing into the kingdom of God because there's a kingdom that's going to be built. It's being built anyway, and God is inviting people to join in and be part of that. And Lindsay and I, I'm just telling you, we are all in. We have this experience looking backward and we look forward and we look now and we're thinking, this is, this is an incredible opportunity. So he's going to talk to us about kingdom building, building a kingdom, doing something, leaving a legacy that will last forever, for an eternity, doing something that builds awesome stuff. Last thing, Joe, you build houses, right? I was thinking about you this morning. I thought, Joe builds these houses. And I thought, if I maintain my home, then that's to me like equivalent to tithing. Like I tithe and it leaves the lights on and it does these things. But like, unlike Joe, I'm not a developer, but there are people that go and they develop 2,500 homes where a lot of people can live. That's the difference between what we already give and being part of a legacy. I want to build giant stuff, right? I want to be part of a kingdom that will last forever. I want to give, I want to be all in and I want God to use me that way. So if you don't mind, I know he's here only on video, but if he was here, we would give him the most awesome Victory Faith welcome that he's ever seen. Um, he, I, just, just out of honor for what he did to take his time and get the video ready, would you please stand up, welcome him, interact, and welcome Andrew Denton. Hey, good day to Victory Faith Church from Sydney, Australia, way down under. I'm... Um, so upset that I'm not able to be with you in person, in the flesh. I loved my time with you guys, and uh, we really love your pastors, Pastor Craig and Monty, and we uh, had such a great time when we were with you guys. But we got to just use, use technology at the moment, and uh, time will come, and I will get back to church with you guys. And so can't wait, can't wait. But hopefully this morning... It's going to encourage you. So, those of you who don't know me, I'm not a pastor, okay? I love pastors, really love your pastors. I just don't want to be a pastor. Um, I'm a businessman, and I'm a kingdom builder. And I know my purpose in life is to finance the kingdom. So that's what I'm talking to you for today. All right, let's pray, hey? It's always a great way to start. Father, I thank you for the opportunity I have to speak to your people, Ed. Your people, Lord, at, at Victory Faith Church. Holy Spirit, I pray that you'll speak through me, but Holy Spirit, I pray hearts and minds and lives and hearts will be open today to hear from you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, so the title of my message today, All In. All In, okay? So I hope you're, I hope you're taking notes, okay? Because um, notes are for your benefit, all right? Not for mine. I already know this. It's for your benefit, okay? You know, Hillsong United have a beautiful song that's called As You Find Me. I don't know whether you guys sing it or not. It's a fantastic song. It's got a section in it that goes like this. If you want my heart, I won't second guess because I need your love more than anything. I'm in. I'm yours. Your love's too good to leave me here your love's too good to leave me. Every time I sing that, and I'm glad I didn't have to sing it for you this morning, but every time I sing that, it wrecks me. I can't help but get emotional because I know how true this statement is as I've experienced it in my life. See, God wants our hearts. He wants your heart. And we, wow, we need his love 
And God loves us too much to leave us here. His plans for you are incredible. But the real point I want to make is it's our decision. It's our choice, firstly, to accept Jesus as Savior, obviously. But what is this song really referring to when it says, I'm in, I'm yours? Well, I believe it's a declaration of I'm all in. I'm all in. Now, I know some of you are already asking in your head, is there a difference? Okay. Can I tell you? Yes. Yes. Unfortunately, for so many Christians, what they have is what I call fire insurance. (laughs) Yep. They're safe from hell. And no doubt they will go to heaven. But their life here on earth, wow, it isn't all that God had planned for them. Why? Because they won't make the choice to go all in. Now, I want to give a shameless plug for my book. Just happen to have one here. Okay. And I know that your pastor's probably already given to, most of you have already got this book. But, you know, Kingdom Builders is pretty blatant on the top, but it's it's that subtitle. Okay. Subtitle I want to speak to you about how to live an all-in life that turns vision into reality. Okay? Vision into reality. See, Pastor Craig and Pastor Money, they have a vision for Victory Faith Church, which I know he shared with you. So let's get behind that vision, and through your giving, let's make it a reality. In fact, let's blow the lid off this thing. All right? Decide to be faithful, not fearful, and watch what God can do with willing participants, okay? So what does all in look like? Well, if you've heard me speak before, you know that my favorite verse is Matthew 6, verse 33. But, but, (laughs) seek first, not second, not third, first the kingdom and his righteousness and all, not some, not a few, not the occasional, all these things will be added to you all right quite plainly this verse is stating that when you put god first in everything then you can have the all how simple is that very simple i didn't say it was easy i said it was simple okay to actually put god first in everything in our lives is difficult that's why i said it's a choice and that's why unfortunately most Christians don't make this choice. But if they only realized if they did, <laughs> then God would bless them with the all, as the promise in the verse states. I want to make a statement. I want you to write this one down, okay? Everyone, everyone wants the all, but not everyone wants to surrender everything to God. I'll repeat that for you. Everyone wants the all, but not everyone wants to surrender everything to God. And this is why so many Christians are living unfulfilled lives. And it's their choices. It's our choices, people, not God, who's restricting the blessing. Okay? I'll say that for you again. It's our choices. It's their choices. Okay? Not God who's restricting the blessing. Now, I know someone's thinking right now, that's a bit harsh, Andrew. (laughs) Unfortunately, the truth can be a bit harsh at times. But there's nothing more true than God's word. And his promises are true for everyone. Okay, everyone. Even you guys in Spokane, everyone. If we decide to trust God and go all in. Remember that last line in the song? 
Your love's too good to leave me here. God so loves you. His plans for you are incredible. What does Ephesians 3.20 say? God can do anything you know, far more, far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. Is that the most craziest promise? (laughs) I used to think this verse was just a little too over the top. Come on, God, really? More than I could imagine in my wildest dreams? Can I tell you, my wife and I, man, we've experienced that verse so many times in the last 25 years. But can I tell you what the trigger was? What did we do that we didn't do in the previous 31? Well, we just finally made a decision to move from in to all in. We were finally sick of trusting in ourselves and decided to trust God 100%. You know what we said? We're either going to trust God 100% or not at all. We decided we were either all in or we're all out. Okay, all in or we're all out. I can clearly remember saying to Susan, you know what, babe? We're going to go all in for the next 12 months. Just 12 months. I gave you 12 months. And guess what? If if it doesn't work out the next 12 months, we're all out. Well, here we are 25 years later. can tell you we're more all in if you can be more all in. Why? You can't tell me that we don't serve a trustworthy God, guys. We do. We do. Okay? We do. What does the Bible say about all in? Here's a verse, Revelation 3, verse 15. I know your deeds, that you are neither hot or cold, in or out. I wish you were either one or the other, but because you're lukewarm, neither hot or cold, in or out, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. (laughs) Wow. Okay, wow. You don't hear Pastor Craig read that verse very often on a Sunday in church. Where do you sit? Where do you sit in regards to this verse? Are you a 60% Christian? Maybe even an 80% Christian like I was for the first 31 years of my life. In, but not all in. I was living a frustrated, lukewarm life, and no wonder I wasn't succeeding. What about you? I want to challenge you today. Are you all in? Are you all in? Can you make that statement, hand on your heart? Because you know what? These are dangerous words. It's a dangerous statement. Why? Because the devil thought he had you contained, living this half-baked Christian life, one that was not a threat to him and his evil ways. Who do you think you are making a statement like this? I don't know about you, but I've just decided to believe that the Bible is truth. What a statement. Every Christian, every Christian who attends Victory Faith would agree that the Bible is true. They really would. You ask them the question. So why aren't they living according to all of God's promises? What's stopping them from going all in? Can I tell you? It's just fear. It's just fear. It's really it. Fear. Fear, see, is just a lack of trust, okay, of belief that God's word is true. (laughs) See, it's really simple. If you believe that Jesus defeated the devil on the cross, then you should never be fearful of another thing. Okay, write that one down. It's true. If you believe that Jesus defeated the devil on the cross, then you should never be fearful of another thing. You do know, don't you, that fear and faith are the same emotion. Just one's positive and one's negative. Why is that? 
Well, because see, they're both of the unknown. See, fear says, yeah, but Andrew, what if that happens tomorrow? And faith says, yeah, but Andrew, what if that happens tomorrow? (laughs) That's right. Same exact words, but with a different attitude, a different belief, a decision, okay, a decision to trust God. Wow, it can't be that simple, can it? Ah, yeah, it is. Very simple. Not easy. But can I tell you, it's so worth it. So worth it, okay? When you live an all-in life, a life on purpose, on mission for God, there's nothing more exciting and fulfilling. For my wife and I, 25 years ago, when we finally, finally decided to trust God, man, our lives would change dramatically. Previously to that, I'd been a workaholic who totally relied on me, and I was failing in my marriage, I was failing being a father, I was failing in my finances, I was failing in my health. But when we decided to 100% trust God, not 85%, 100%, go all in, well, our lives changed forever. Really did. Happened to be the same time that Kingdom Builders were launched by Pastor Brian Houston all those years ago. Just that group of people who decided to go all in for God and one of the consequences, one of the consequences of that life is that we're blessed to be a blessing. My... my you know, my testimony is a long story. We haven't got time to go over all that today, but it has been nothing short of miraculous. See, I thought back then I was a generous man because I was a tither. You may think you're a generous man because you're a tither. Tithing's not giving people, okay? Tithing's just bringing back to God what's already his. Giving starts after that. And I know for us, the hardest thing I ever did 25 years ago was, was to write a $5,000 check because it was the first time we'd sacrificially given. And it was amazing, absolutely amazing. Blew my mind how, how exciting it was and to take that faith step, trusting God. You know, when a year later we wrote a check for 15000 and I come to realize very quickly, wow, it took the same faith. In fact, it's exactly the same faith. And here we were trebling it. Within a couple of years, we were writing $80,000 checks. A couple of years after that, $240,000 checks. In fact, within eight years of writing that $5,000 check, with my brother and I in our business, we wrote a million-dollar check. And can I tell you, it was exactly the same faith. Now, was it easy? No. Guess what? It's never easy, people, okay? It's never easy. But it all came from deciding to go all in and trust God enough to take a faith step. That's what I want you to do, to trust God enough to take a faith step. For some of you today, just coming to this meeting today was a faith step. You had no idea what I was going to speak on, but you came anyway that's all a faith step really is. You see, if you knew where it was taking you, there'd be no faith required. <laughs> the devil has sold Christians the lie that a faith step is a giant leap off a fiery building over a gorge full of crocodiles, and if I don't make it, I will die. Just a lie. God just says take the faith step. Okay? Look at our own story. Can I tell you, if here we were giving $5,000, but eight years later we were given a million dollars. If God had shown me here at the 5,000 mark what I had to go through the next eight years before he could give a million dollars, I would quit. <laughs> I would, but he didn't. Got smarter than that. Here he is. He just says, Andrew, take another step. Take another step. Take another step. And you know what? My wife and I, we took hundreds, possibly thousands of little steps, and not four years, not six years, but eight years later with the same faith to give 5,000 we could give a million. Here's the reason. We just matured. 
we got wiser. Our godly confidence had grown. And more importantly, God could now trust us. God could now trust us to put us in a position where we could write a million-dollar check and we knew it wasn't about us. It was always about him. But it started by making that decision to go all in and taking that first faith step. Here's the cool thing. Now I can honestly tell you, I've never worked another day in my life since. Now don't get me wrong, I haven't retired, but it's no longer work as I knew it before. Everything I do now is on purpose, on mission. So, how does it, all, how does it look like? Last five minutes, I want to wrap this up. How does it all look like for all in on a practical level? Number one, if you're married, okay, do you pray with the spouse daily? I mean, pray properly with your spouse daily. I'm talking about grace over your food. Do you pray? Something 80% of couples I sit with don't pray together at all, let alone every day. And the devil has been keeping you apart and keeping you weak because of it. Make a decision that from now on, we pray together every day. Can I encourage you? Start with a goal of 30 days. I guarantee you in 30 days, you'll see a change in your life. Then around three or four months, other people will start asking you, what are you doing different? Because you won't be able to hide the change. It'll be that dramatic. Then go for one year. All I know is this year. After one year, 365 days of praying together, you will never stop. It's a game changer, people. Now, if you're single, okay, you're not off the hook. This is probably even more important. We weren't meant to do life alone, people. Can I encourage you, if you're a guy, find two other men you can pray with daily. Did I say daily? Yes, daily. If you're a single girl, find two other women you can pray with daily. The same thing, 30 days, four months, one year. Can I just let you in on a secret? The devil doesn't want this to happen, okay? So these next 30 days are really, really important. The devil's going to throw everything and the kitchen sink at you to try and distract you and discourage you from doing this. Don't give in. Don't give in. All right, second thing. Do you read your Bible? But do you read your Bible every day with expectation? It's a different. See, once again, 80% of people I sit down with don't read their Bibles at all, let alone every day. Get a Bible reading plan, people. That's probably why most people don't read their Bible, okay? Okay, because they don't have the discipline. Get, I'll tell you the one to get. It's called the one-year Bible. The one-year Bible. has a bit of Old Testament, New Testament, Proverb, and Psalm every day. keeps it interesting. But what do you mean by expectation? See, when I pick my Bible up, I'm not putting that Bible down until God speaks to me. Really? Yeah. How much do you want to hear from God? How much do you want to hear? I know this. God doesn't want to hide it from you, but sometimes he wants to see how determined you are to keep digging. If you read the days and didn't get your verse, not the verse of the day, your verse, just keep reading, people. All I want to know this is, when you get your verse, and you will, share it. First person you're going to share it with, obviously, is your spouse and your family. If you're single, first person you're going to share it to are those two other people. Start sharing it daily. These two things alone are going to help you hear from the Holy Spirit better and get you hungry to go all in with God. Praying, praying daily with these people, reading your Bible with expectation, your spiritual antenna will be on high alert. So my question to you is this. Will you choose to go all in for God? I'm looking for the few. Pastors Craig and Monty, you know what? They're just looking for the few. 
Matthew 22, 14 says, Many are called, but few are chosen. True kingdom builders are just people who've decided to go all in for God. It's got nothing to do with your current bank balance, job or business. doesn't matter if you're studying a single parent or a CEO of a bank. It's all irrelevant. God's just looking for willing participants, okay? All right? Remember, the promise is put God first, okay? Put God first and you'll have the all, okay? You'll have the all. Can I ask you? Take a faith step. Trust God. Go all in. Do something dangerous for God. I dare you. I dare you. Can I ask everybody to bow their heads and close their eyes? Who would like me to pray for you today to have the courage to make a decision to move from in to all in? To take that faith step, okay? To take the faith step this year in your offering and really trust God. It really is a shift. If that's you, can I see your hand so I can pray for you? I'm believing, I'm believing that across this link, many people put their hands up. Let me pray. Father God, I thank you for the men and women, Father, of Victory Faith Church in Spokane, who are here today have decided to trust God, to believe his word is true, believe that God's promises are for them too. God, give them the courage and the discipline to go all in for you. And Father, bless them above and beyond they can last think and imagine. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Pastor Craig. Over to you. Love you guys. God bless.